0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. group void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus the views
1: and opinions expressed by hosts, invited speakers, and callers do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Black Talk Media Project or the Black Talk Radio Network.
2: Shit comes with a price tag You were slave to a flag In a country that clearly doesn't love you When they probably never have Told you turn the other cheek And they made it with a bat Fuck them protests them ass. Told you go fight in the war Vietnam, you died The riddance That man of the house rule Took you from your siblings Turned around a pump crack Right up for your city And they turned all your leaders to martyrs You was off in the war Now who was guarding your daughters It was riots in the streets Killed Malcolm and Martin Called a National Guard up Because we ride what our got up And that was in your guard up. Second Amendment don't apply to you Everything that they taught you was a lie to you. See, they scared of your skin, and they dying to shoot. Take the American dream, and then you die to pursue. One day, it'll all make sense. If it ain't about power, then it don't make
3: sense. But none of that money matters when you live in madness. The one that you figure out that all you got is this. Peace, love, and the middle finger. Right on. Peace, love, and the middle finger. Right on. Peace, love, and the middle finger. Right on. Peace, love, and the middle finger.
2: For those of you who don't know...
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Black Talk Radio. My name of course is Scotty Reed. I'm broadcasting from behind these enemy lines known as USA Inc. Today's date is June 6th, 2015. Give me just a second. Let me adjust my audio. I think my audio's coming in a little too loud. Alright, that looks better. Okay, uh, yeah, today is June 6th, 2015 coming off of the holiday weekend some people were celebrating the fourth of july or you know fourth of july others appropriated july the fourth to start up the rbg day um i don't know if this the first time it's ever been done uh but a number of black people of course we had minister paul scott on last week to promote rbg uh during this time period of when you know there is all this um talk about flags you know whether it be the american flag whether it be the confederate flag black people need to be uniting under the red black and green flag which was given to us by the honorable marcus josiah Garvey, uh, back in the, when was that? In the late 1800s, I, I believe is when he gave that flag to, uh, the African diaspora. And so we talk, I'm not going to go all into that. We did a program, couple of programs last week. All the podcasts are up. Uh, please check out those broadcasts if you want to understand why black people should unite under the RBG colors. All right. But today we are going to Open up the phone lines. I got a couple of things that I want to uh discuss. One talk about the incorrect things that Clarence Thomas said, um Justice Clarence Thomas, Supreme Court of the United States Justice Clarence Thomas. And you know, the Supreme Court has recently issued, I think it came down last week, uh, legalizing gay marriage or marriage equality in the United States and so of course you know you had the conservatives on the court who voted against it which includes justice clarence thomas Uh, a lot of people don't realize that justice thomas sits on that court because he was appointed and confirmed by racist white supremacists so he is definitely doing his job as a white supremacist too and it shouldn't be i I think you know what he said it, it just offended me personally um I don't know if anybody, cause you know, throughout the decades and whatnot, well, excuse me, generations, um black people, uh, being in our family. I don't know whether or not we got any descendants of, of enslaved Africans in, in our family. I know our, our direct lineage that is tied to this land is tied to free black people. I don't, haven't seen anything in, um my study of our census report and, you know, oral history from our own family. Uh, Nothing to indicate that we are the descendants of enslaved Africans, but that does not mean that I don't uh, align myself or I'm not sympathetic to things like reparations or uh, talking about slavery in the proper context. And so in the context of slavery, I don't even know why Clarence Thomas had to even try to compare gay marriage or any dignity suffered by anyone else to dignity suffered by indignities I should say correctly indignities suffered by black people who were enslaved and again y'all know it's my pet peeve to not talk about slavery in past tense because slavery was never abolished that's evident written in plain English in the 13th Amendment of the United States Constitution slavery was never abolished so i don't like anyone talking about slavery in past tense when those evils and those horrors that was done to those people enslaved pre-1865 are going on right now as we speak unspeakable horrors and and enslavement going on in this country so I want to examine what Justice Clarence Thomas said, because a lot of people seem to be confused about what he said. Um People seem to be taken up for him because he, you know, on Team Black. But I would assert to you, Terrence, T- Clarence Thomas rejected Team Black, all right? He is not on Team Black, all right? He is not aligning himself with the interests of the masses of black people worldwide. He is not aligning himself with us but i mean again here he is incorrectly i you know really thought about it it's not only incorrect what he said about people suffering indignities at the hands of the government but it was incorrect for him to even use to compare black people's struggle in this country against slave enslavement to marriage equality or same-sex marriage you know uh so yeah i want to talk about that i don't want to get ahead of myself but I, I mean it just it just bothers me as a modern day abolitionist and as a black person that many of us want to excuse these proxy racists and in their role in racism white supremacy look that does not work it doesn't work there's no logic to it whatsoever that you can ignore people doing you harm based on their skin color where in the universe is that logical it's not logical I mean there's a reason that white supremacists use non-white people showcase non-white people give them positions in the system of white supremacy so to ignore anyone that's doing you harm is at your own peril That just does, I mean, it's just not logical. It's like, you know, we, we want to teach people to think critically. We want to teach people to use logic in their counter racism activities. But then, you know, some of us want, want to, and and even the teachers, even the teachers, so-called master counter racists, I have observed over the weekend saying some things that just are illogical and goes against their own compensatory code, but I'm not going to go there right now. Speaking of same-sex marriage, I am just perplexed on why we as black people feel the need to even be weighing in on marriage equality. Now I know the proxy racist tool known as the Supreme Court Justice of the United States, Clarence Thomas, that is the job that they gave him on the plantation, you know, to, to sit there and debate If something is constitutional or not, so he was forced to weigh in on it by his position. But the rest of us, how, why does this even concern us? Marriage equality, in my opinion, does not concern me and should not concern black people in terms of who white people allow to get married in this country. We don't run nothing. Do y'all run the institution of marriage? Do y'all run the courts? Do you run anything in this country? Again, don't be fooled because we have black people in positions of so-called power. They don't run the institution. So since we don't run in these institutions, then what does it matter what these institutions do in regards to marriage equality same sex marriage gay marriage whatever you want to call it whatever label you want to slap on it to me if there is a distraction something trying to distract black people from racism and combating racism and specifically racist white terrorism is this whole same sex marriage debate in terms of the supreme court in terms of what any court is doing the only thing we need to focus on as black people in the system, as racism is focusing on racism, I don't see how marriage equality has anything to do with racism. That is that that's just something that I you know I feel like a lot of us are wasting our time even talking about it or or debating it. Now I don't understand for a religious reasons spiritual beliefs there are a lot of black people i would say you know just based off of circumstantial evidence most black people are opposed to same-sex marriage because they opposed to homosexuality because of the bible because most black people in this country do practice christianity most people do follow some of the teachings in the Bible. Some of those teachings are correct. Some of those teachings and my teachings are incorrect in my in my opinion. It doesn't hold up to the logic. So in terms of the black churches, I was about to say the black churches we do control, but then again, I'm thinking about the clergy response team and the five oh one C threes that really you can't really accurately say that many black churches are even controlling the church the institution of the church. But again, I can understand religious and spiritual debates about, you know, homosexuality and how it's impacting the black community, whether, you know, it's in a negative manner or whether you believe it's, it's a positive or whatever. That's entirely different than the institution of marriage, which is governed by the federal government and your state governments and your municipalities that's that's just you know we don't control those things so what does what what's the point of us debating whether or not gay people should get married it's already a done deal the court has spoken so you know move on move on talk about something else focus on racism now, um, I also want to continue to talk about propaganda. There are some racist white supremacists who are intent on practicing visual terrorism. This one guy wants to slap the Confederate clan terrorist flag on the side of a mountain in T- Tennessee. I'm like, how in the hell did he even get control of this mountain? How does this man own this mountain? Who did he steal it from? because i'm sure he didn't he didn't purchase it legally i'm sure it was stolen from someone i'm sure it was, of course it was stolen from the indigenous people who were already inhabiting much of the north american continent before these racist white supremacists came here so i was thinking about damn how did he even get control of that property to number one but yeah he is really intent in practicing visual terrorism, which is a word that I picked up from the artist John Sims, who over the weekend had the burn and bury the Confederate flag uh events that's going on. I think it's still ongoing. He's going to do it in 13 states. So they are just really intent on on, And I ain't got a problem with it. I ain't got, I ain't got to live in Tennessee. I don't live in Tennessee. I ain't got to look at the side of this mountain with this terrorist flag on the side of it. So I feel for you if you do, but you know, nothing you can do really, but I just want to talk about just, you know, this flag must really be important to them that, you know, they're going to put it, slap it on the side of a mountain that can be seen miles and miles of miles away. So it must be something to that symbol that, that people calling a distraction. Anyway, in related news, the defacing of white supremacist monuments continue. <laughs> and I'm loving it. They are continuing to deface these, these white supremacist monuments with graffiti, tagging them with the label, Black Lives Matter, and writing such terms as murderer, you know, on, on there. So I, I wholeheartedly support that behavior. All right, you know, if you get caught, you gotta suffer the re- the repercussions of engaging in in that um counter racist activity. But uh, at the same time, I have to say that I fully support what you're doing because, like H. Rap Brown said, their laws keep us down. All right, so I don't support their laws. Don't I support? the laws of consciousness my consciousness tells me it's wrong to kill people under certain circumstances that it's wrong to rape people it's wrong to rob people it's wrong to murder people it's wrong to enslave people so I don't need a law to tell me those things are wrong I can operate on my own law of consciousness so you know that also ties into the defacing of these uh, monuments also ties into a renewed focus on these school buildings that millions of children in the United States have been attending for decades. I would dare say over a century. Millions of children, both white, black, and in between, are being forced to attend schools that are named after vile white supremacists. And so Max Parthis, y'all know Max, he's been on the program here a number of times, also member of the Black Talk Radio Network broadcast family, co-host of the program New Abolitionist Radio that comes on Wednesday nights. But he is an abolitionist just like I am. And Max asked the question, when he shared the the uh article about thousands of black students attend schools honoring racist leaders, and Mass asked a question, he said, "Imagine." Well, it's not really a question; it's an activity he asked you to engage in. He said, "Imagine Jewish children going to schools named after Nazis." You know, going to uh what Joseph Goebbels School of Art. You know what I'm saying? Adolf Hitler post-secondary school. And, you know, it's hard to imagine that. You know why it's hard to imagine that? Well, I don't want to paint Jews as a, a, a painting with a broad brush and say that all Jews believe in the same things that all Jews practice Racism and white supremacy like those Zionist Jews do, especially over there in Israel and here in America as well. So I don't want to paint them with a broad brush, but it, one thing I have noted about them is that they seem to have a lot of self-respect. So it's hard for me to imagine Jews allowing their children to go to such a school named after a Nazi or to allow their tax dollars to be used to pay for the upkeep of of school buildings named after vile, racist, murderers, genocidal maniacs. I just don't, I I can't imagine it. I cannot imagine it. No matter how much I try, I just can't imagine Jews having such low self-esteem, such a defeated spirit, spirit, an unwillingness to engage these white supremacists. I just can't imagine it. When their tax dollars are supporting such monuments. Hell no, you ain't gonna see a Jew doing that. That's why in Germany you don't see any monuments to Adolf Hitler, Joseph Goebbels, Hermann Göring, any of those Nazi leaders. You're not going to see the Nazi flag flying on any government buildings or on the state house grounds or you're not going to see any of that. Cause the Jews wouldn't tolerate that. And the Germans, they so ashamed of what they done that they don't want any reminders of that history, lest it inspires new Nazis so what what is it with white people white supremacists here in the united states well we know white supremacy they practice white supremacy they practice terrorism against black people so of course we know they going to honor these vile criminals but why would a black person want to honor these people or support the naming of these buildings, cause again, you know, the Edmund Pettus Bridge, which is named after a Confederate soldier, it was the focus, the bridge that was in the movie Selma. And I heard that white people in the state of, was that Mississippi or Alabama? Selma, yeah, Alabama. Yeah, Selma, Selma Alabama. So anyway, white people in that state wanted to rename the Edmund Pettus Bridge because it's named after a vow white supremacist confederate enslaver and wouldn't you know here comes a black person talking about oh don't change the name and we need these reminders and, and all this and that where is the damn logic in that there ain't no kind of self respect going on right, right there so you want to pay for a public bridge you want to you know continue to name something that you pay for after A murderer after a killer after an enslaver and i know some people try to say that well it's good that we have these reminders so that our people won't forget that racism about racism and white supremacy well you know what if you need a monument if you need a flag if you need a bridge named after these people to remind you of racism white supremacy then you know i i I really don't have anything constructed to say about your mentality i just don't uh you know i want to stay codified but that just is illogical to me because these racist white supremacists will let you know what they practice the lesser refined ones and the ones that's practicing refined white supremacy well hell you know They're not being so overt with with their racism. So, you know, you got to actually work to uncover those. So, you know, but again, I just don't see the logic in it. If somebody can present a logical argument to me on why, for example, the Reed and Rankin family or any other black person or white person that doesn't support these Confederate monuments at our community centers where we go to vote or standing in front of our courthouses present a logical argument why we need that to remind us that white people practice racism. We don't need that to remind us. We have the courthouse itself and the prisons themselves filled with black bodies to remind us. We have cops who gun down unarmed black children, beat them up, sling them around, tasing them. We have them to remind us, Okay. Hell, we even got Clarence Thomas to remind us that white people practice racism and white supremacy. So those are some of the things that I want to throw out there. Um, want to uh, open up the phone lines as well. The telephone number is 530-881-1400. The access code is 549 32 You hit star 6 and one to comment on air that is star six and one to comment on air uh, you can also call in using the web based flash phone you can dial in from anywhere in the world as long as you got an internet connection of course you know that because if you're listening to me you got an internet connection right so yeah you can come to blacktalkradionetwork.com use that flash phone and you can dial in no matter where you may be in the world the other way to dial in is to call us at 704-951-5030. That is 704-951-5030. Now, before I get into this first story, before I go to the phone lines, I gotta first get into the stories, right? But before I jump into, um, to inform you about what Justice Clarence Thomas said that I feel is, is, very incorrect thing to say about the enslavement of black people in this country not to mention the incorrectness of even using black people in your dissent against gay marriage we ain't got nothing to do with that All right, we ain't got nothing to do with gay marriage we ain't got nothing to do with it, it's that plain and simple it's not our movement we didn't start that movement most black people do not you know engage in that so uh, you know it don't have anything to do with us so why you want to use us as an example in your dissent against same sex marriage but I do want to say try to keep it codified I'm not going to tell you what to say I'm not going to admonish you if you engage in name calling but just know that I don't support name calling it's, it's on the 10 basic stops of Neely Fuller's that raci- victims of racism should practice in speech and or action. So I don't, I, I'm, I'm trying my best not to engage in it because I think it takes away from the points that's being made. Because then, you know, it'll be like when George Ta- Tacky or however you pronounce his name, when he called Clarence Thomas a clown in blackface. See, now we got black people supporting Clarence Thomas because of this act of racism by George Tacky, whether intentional or unintentional. But I believe it was intentional because George Tacky ain't no damn idiot. He know what that knows what that means. We we know Justice Thomas engages in a whole lot of incorrect things. But still, we are not going to support you calling his name, but calling him out his name, but, or anyone out of their name. So anyway, but that has a lot of black people misdirected into focusing on the wrong thing instead of focusing on what this man said in terms of applying law and using black people in his, his, uh, examples. That's just, that's just wrong. But before I do that, I do want to uh just update y'all on some of the things that's going on with the network. We are still searching for black females to um host radio programs on this particular digital radio station. Uh I had mentioned in the past I had reached out to two black females. Have not heard back from them. They are still pondering. Um I suppose still pondering uh whether or not they can uh commit to doing a radio program on the Black Talk Radio Network. So we're still looking for black females in in particular. Uh looks like we got a call coming in. Area code two six seven give me just a minute and let me finish giving my updates and then I will take your call. Now um so yeah we still looking for black females to host the program i know many of you would like to see sister sarah get her own program because you have written me emails about her commentary on this program so i don't know if sister sarah's out there listening but you got a fan base sister sarah and if you are interested in starting your own uh radio program totally subsidized by the black talk media project uh please reach out to me at admin at black radio network uh, dot com um the totals for the 2015 fundraiser have been updated. I'm sorry if I've been falling behind, but now that I know how to use the spreadsheet, I will update the fundraising totals on the first of every month when we send out the um, the progress reports. I guess I could call them or the station performance report and the website performance report that I just sent out. Um, when was that? On the second. Um, to those who have donated so about 50 no excuse me about 45 people yeah maybe 45 people less than 50 people have contributed financially to the black talk media projects fundraiser this year and those people contributed a total of two thousand uh 54 two thousand and fifty four dollars and 75 cents That is 3.42% towards our fundraising goal, 3.42%. So thank you to those who have given. If you haven't given, um, as I noted in in some of the posts on Facebook, there are tens of thousands of people. Those who get the reports, y'all can vouch for me. There are tens of thousands of people tuning in to this network on a regular basis. Come on now, if, if you listen to this network, if you visit the website to consume the media that's on the website and you want to see it continue, then please give something. Please give something. I've been coming out of my own pocket for what, going on seven years now, coming out my pocket. And, and again, you know, I should be coming out my pocket, but at the same time though, I, I cannot continue to, to, you know, do this by myself. All right. So I want to put that out there. But again, thank you to those who have given the the you know forty something people who have made a contribution anywhere from a $1 dollar to a hundred dollars. It is much appreciated. Thank you, thank you, because you are helping us to uh, continue to engage in our anti-racism media. Operations, You are continuing to help us to help other people free of charge, free of charge. Black Talk Media Project doesn't charge people to teach them how to create independent black radio stations. No, we don't charge. We don't charge them. That information is, is free because nobody charged me to learn it. All right. So, yeah, those are the those are the updates on the network. I still have to work on those pesky. Pop-up ads. I got some things that, uh, the virtual private serve, uh, server vendor has pointed to me that I need to, uh, focus on. So I just haven't had an opportunity to get to them over the weekend, but I do have an opportunity to get to them tonight, uh, after we get done with the live streaming, uh, when Tando Radio Show goes off air. All right. So that's all the updates I can think of right now, uh, concerning the network. And again, much thanks to those who have been contributing to our 2015 fundraiser. I do want to take a station identification break since I'm four minutes over. Then I will jump to um, the first story, tell you what Clarence Thomas said, and then we will hit the phone lines. And you can tell me in your your estimation of what he, if what he said was correct or not in terms of government uh, being able to take away somebody's dignity. Stay tuned. We will be right back after this quick message. This
3: is Brother Elliot, first of time for an awakening and you're listening to Black Talk Radio Network,
4: new media for the new millennium.
1: All right, welcome back. black Talk Radio News, Scotty Reed in for this broadcast from behind these enemy lines. Now, um this is this is what I made this Facebook post because um Justice Thomas really doesn't really speak a lot. He really doesn't ask questions like he's supposed to ask on the Supreme Court. He is known as one of the quietest Supreme Court justices in the history of the court. He don't ask questions. And it's only every so often that he will even give you a written opinion. He always defers to the other white supremacists on the court. But he felt the need to speak out and write a dissenting opinion on why he believed. that. And again, this ain't got nothing to do. I don't care about gay marriage. I don't care about same-sex marriage. White people control the courts white people control this country they control the states they record, control the counties it is white people that issue the certificates of marriage to you know the marriage license and so white people gonna do what white people gonna do I don't even care about what white people are doing except for in terms of practicing racism and white supremacy alright so but he felt the need to use black people and 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 more specifically enslaved Africans and what they have suffered through centuries at the hands of these vile creatures. He felt the need to, to use them in his dissenting opinion. So this is what, what he said. He began, didn't say a whole lot, but he said human dignity cannot be taken away. He first made an analogy to slavery arguing the government's allowance of slavery did not strip anyone of their dignity he then added to, the, to, to that analogy those held in internment camps did not lose their dignity because the government confined them now i heard somebody say that what mr thomas said was correct now, I don't know if this person was acting off of emotion because they was offended that George Tacky called him a a clown in blackface, which again, I wouldn't have never done anything like that because I try to stay codified, and it just takes away from the point that you're making now everybody's focusing on you calling people names instead of focusing on what you call the incorrect behavior that you calling out, so two wrongs don't make a right so anyway, George Tacky. Was actually a victim of the, uh, internment camps, the Japanese internment camps during World War II. When they just rounded up all of these Japanese people and put them in internment camps. But you notice they did not round up a bunch of German Americans and put them in internment camps. They didn't do that just to focus on the Japanese, the non-white people. Alright? and so he personally suffered those indignities and so he was speaking from that experience on the the just absurd comments of George I mean excuse me Clarence Thomas saying the government cannot take away your dignity by putting you in an internment camp now you know that is just so incorrect now I don't like people I don't like to just focus on internment camps for Japanese cause I learned last year from doing an interview with this sister who did a film i can't recall the name of the film but it was about mississippi and you know that during the civil rights period when they were marching for the right to vote in mississippi that they were doing what hurting black people into internment camps first they was throwing them into jails but they couldn't fill the jail after the jails became filled up they started building makeshift concentration camps and then a lot of people don't even know that i did not know that until this woman did the research and put the film out that they were rounding up black people in mississippi and putting them in concentration camps for simply marching for the right to vote so being forced to you know go to the bathroom on the ground in front of people man that's 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 it that's not dignified that is forcing indignities upon you like i talked about last night on political prisoner radio you're gonna tell me that the state of louisiana is not treating uh albert woodfox in an undignified manner and stripping him of his dignity by shoving their little nasty fingers up his anus every day that's a form of torture now, if, if if that was not stripping Albert Wood Fox of his dignities, then hell, he wouldn't mind them shoving their hands up his ass. He wouldn't have fought in federal court to put a stop to the practice, not just for himself, but for all of the prisoners in modern-day slavery today. So again, all you got to do is apply lot logic. And for him to say that the U.S. government can never take a person's dignity away it's just damn absurd and how the hell can you explain how in the hell is that logical you want to defend Clarence Thomas on that one call right in and tell me and present a logical argument that that you can present to the people that other people including governments cannot strip a person of their human dignity I'll go to the phone lines. The first caller was actually on the conference line. Uh, let me see if I can unmute them. Uh, area code 414, you are the first one up. What's on your mind?
5: Hey, Brother Scotty Griggins, can I be heard?
1: Yes, you can.
5: All right. Uh, first, I just want to give a shout-out to you and uh, say that <clears throat> you have been doing an excellent job uh, with the Black Talk Radio Network. Uh, Called me militant uh, so I think uh, the job is getting done
1: <laughs>
5: um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying
1: yes. um,
5: now Clarence Thomas um, isn't he married to a white person
1: yes he's married to a white female
5: ok and uh, second thing about uh, Mr. Thomas uh, with the uh, 13th amendment in mind and the position that uh, he is in, uh, I would suspect that during the course of his career, he has uh, enslaved a lot of black people. Um, And I kind of just leave it there uh, with Mr. Thomas. Um, You know, uh, by him even being uh, in that tragic arrangement, I think that uh, speaks to uh, his... Um, his state of mind you know what I mean and um, I wanted to just uh, chime in quickly on the schools uh, being named by races. Mm-hmm. Um I think that uh, that is extremely incorrect and I think that uh, if you um, indoctrinate a child um, by the age of 12 to 13 and they don't receive a uh, revolutionary a spirit, revolutionary mind, um, and they're indoctrinated in white supremacy. Uh, it's a saying that goes, um, "If you don't catch a child by the time that they're twelve or thirteen, mm-hmm. then they kind of set in their path." Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I've always heard that, but I never understood what it actually meant. Mm-hmm. You know, and now that I'm attempting to become less confused, it seems as though if we don't catch the minds of our children to have a revolutionary mind of change,
1: Mm -hmm. we'll
5: never see change. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thanks for taking the call.
1: All right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm uh, excuse me. I'm going to clear the queue. It is not hanging up on you. It's cleared. It's not hanging up on you. It's just so that I can uh, stay organized in terms of who's calling in and who has a question. So anybody else, have a question, um, or you want to do a follow up hit star six and one for those that's in the conference line. Before I go take the next call that's on Skype, um, hold tight, brother. Um, let me just address some of the things that the caller brought up. I don't know if I would say that Clarence Thomas is enslaving anyone via the 13th Amendment, considering that that was a pact made between the North and the South back in 1865, that white supremacists are the ones that put that in place, and that he was not alive during that time period. And since the 13th Amendment has never uh, been challenged in the federal courts although it ha- is being challenged on the international uh stage with venezuela calling out the united states and pointing directly to the 13th amendment being used to enslave black people but in terms of domestically it has not it has never been challenged in federal courts that i have seen so i would not say that that um, Clarence Thomas has enslaved anyone uh, um, you know personally um, because that question of the 13th amendment he's never had to weigh in on it so if he was asked about it I would love to ask him about the 13th amendment and what his interpretation and if it allows for legalized uh, modern day slavery you know because of his level of confusion and his track record of on just things that seem to be illogical I would still be interested in hearing what he has to say as a supreme court justice about the 13th amendment but I just wouldn't say that he's enslaving anyone that's the white supremacist Are we participating in the enslavement of ourselves? Yes, we are. By working as cops, by working as prison guards, working as prison wardens, upholding white supremacist laws, then yes, we are participating in it. But I, I wouldn't say that, but I would say the most blame goes to white supremacists and we just gotta educate ourselves so that less, that we have less black people participating in the enslavement of their brothers and sisters, which they could be doing that because they're confused and they don't understand the system of racism how it works, and may not even recognize this as being slavery um The other thing in terms of education, I would agree um except for I was indoctrinated into the same system um as a um you know public school system all the way up into 13 but I was always a rebellious person anyway you know so I don't know where I got this spirit from but I'll just I've always been rebellious so perhaps it had a less impact on me and I have always asked questions always asked questions um that is the primary way that I have learned growing up is 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 asking questions but I wouldn't I would not give up On people who are older than 13, just because, you know, they have wit all the way through high school, even wit through college, even wit through grad school and all of that and got a white supremacist, you know, endorse education or miss education as Carter G. Wilson called it. I wouldn't give up on them. I wouldn't give up on them. Um, because, you know, I really didn't get on my path to, I don't, I don't, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to use grand doyce terms to refer to myself but I wouldn't I didn't become let's say more directed in my counter racism until I read Malcolm X biography in the 19 uh, in 1987 when I was in the no it was later than that in 1990 when I got shipped off to uh, Desert Storm and Desert Shield, and I started reading his biography. So never give up, never give up. But I, I would say that some people, when they get like 60 in their 60s, 70s, you know, you as the old saying goes, you, it's hard to teach a old dog new tricks. So. But don't give up. Some of them might be receptive, some may not. Let me go to the studio line, seven zero four nine five one five zero three zero is that line. Thank you for being patient. Area code two six seven. Go ahead with your questions and comments or observations.
4: Hey, good afternoon, Scotty. Brother Ralph from Philadelphia.
1: Hey, what's going on, hey, Brother Ralph? Y'all had a great hey, program hey, yesterday.
4: Yes, sir. Um, but Brother Scotty, business first, you know, I sent you you know, a donation May the 3rd of last month. Okay. I I mean, of May. And I met, and that month of June just went past, so I'm gonna have to double up with my donations the month of July and make sure that I keep a promise to myself that I was gonna help you with your, uh, with this, this, uh, this radio network, cause it's so important to keep real information, um Getting out there to our people, man. Did you I get the report, Brother Ralph?
1: I'm, I'm sorry, cause I want to make sure I, that... I, I, you know what, I'm,
4: I'm going to send you an email so I can get it. Usually Brother Elliot will forward it to me. But okay. I'm going to send you my email address so you can include me on that. Okay. But I definitely want to, uh, make a double, double, uh, donation this month. And I'll be going to PayPal in a second to give, you know, to send it to you, uh, in a little bit. Alright. Uh, Thank you. But, you know, and, and and you said something that I was really having a problem with, uh, Scotty. Okay. Or, like, you know, per, me personally. Okay. I was having a problem with and I'm guilty of it, especially when something makes me angry. I You know, I have a way of calling people out of their names. And, you know, when I'm really examined and really looked at that type of behavior,
5: mm-hmm.
4: it's something we pick up in elementary school and mm-hmm. never outgrow it, brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just yes. because... They do it to us. we don't have to do it back because we sound just as ignorant when we do. And, um, and that's something that I'm going to have to, like, uh, uh, look at because it's all part of growing up. And, uh, I, you know, and, and, I, and it's been bothering me, man. Uh, that's why a lot of times you don't really hear me saying much. Mm-hmm. Uh, during our program or whatever, mm-hmm. but the different callers are calling, and I really like listened to it and said, This is nothing but hurt people trying to hurt people. And I, you know, and sometimes you just got to like, over, you just got to see where this hurt is coming from. Right. And so, like, you know what? And, 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 and so it lessens me when I call somebody on your name. And that's just a behavior that I have to out, I, I got to grow up at age in my middle 50s. I have to still learn um, things that are best for me and mm-hmm. calling somebody out their name regardless if it's Clarence Thomas, maybe I'll call him Uncle Clarence to try <laughs> to get a little better with it. You know what I mean, Uncle <laughs> you know
2: <laughs>
4: you know <laughs> and you know, those Confederate flags waving, uh, I'll just I'll just stick to my term. I'll just consi- I'll just continue to call them the Klan. Because in my opinion, that's what they are anyway, including some they of these are. police officers. They are. But you know, as far as those derogatory names, yeah, those N's, those C's, and even for the homosexual community, because you know, you know, we just had uh, some shootings up here in Philadelphia and some stabbings, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, there's a certain group that attacks that community a lot now I don't I don't agree with that lifestyle whatsoever but like I said I got uncles I know people that are like that mm-hmm. I don't see them going to these blocks shooting up people and shooting children now uh, Scotty that's these young folks that's listening to all that garbage coming from the radio Right. you know what I mean That and, and when I say young folks I'm talking about some of these people that are 30 and 25 right, too because right, right. they're young to me also Right. so you know i'm starting to look at things a little bit differently man and uh and like i said i gotta i gotta you know personally for me i gotta do it for me stop right. calling these people out their names mm-hmm. you know what i mean um now far as that gay agenda i'm definitely against it being pushed on innocent children and this that and the other because the, and i'm gonna tell you something the average gay that's walking down our streets right now, and I'm talking about male or female, they don't know nothing about uh, this president's policies. His policies is for those that are rich, mm-hmm. that are that, that's that's got money, because most of the gay people I see walking around got tattoos. They're they're poor. They're struggling just like every other black folk. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? So whatever policies he's pushing in the in in the White House. He ain't going to these people I see walking through my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, but I'm just like, re- I'm just re, I'm, I'm, what would you call it? I'm looking over a lot of things right now. Reevaluating. A lot of th- reevaluating. There you go. And name calling, man, it just makes me look like an elementary school child because that's where it starts. And for some of it, it some of it it never ends, and uh, it's just time to grow up today for me. And I'm just talking about me personally, Scotty. So I agree with you, man, about this name calling stuff. Um, A lot of times, I don't, you know, you'll say suspected, uh, suspected uh, white supremacist. I'll just say, if you suspect it, he's he's a supremacist. You know what I mean? I don't call it a racist suspect, none of that. I said he's a racist, you me, know what I mean because if I suspect him of
1: being that way he already showed me some proof that he is Re, Brother Ralph, <laughs> you let, what I mean? let, let me explain that terminology as the way I understand it because I didn't come up with it, I noticed this is terms that I don't know if it, the term racist suspect or suspected racist comes from Neely Fuller or is it something you know, just other people who practice uh, uh, counter racism, if that's part of their codification labels and terms but this is the way i use it okay neely fuller says that you got three type of people in the world in the context of white supremacy all right that is white people white supremacists and non-white people all right that white people um not every white person is a racist or white supremacist but you do have to be white To be a white supremacist, okay? So when I say racist suspect or suspected racist, I think because of the level of confusion that is practiced against us by white people, that we should suspect every white person of practicing racism and pay close attention to their behaviors and their language so that we can pick up on whether or not we can put them in a category of, hey, that's a confirmed white supremacist right there. Hillary Clinton, X, Y, and Z. Z, she's oh, done yeah. this, done that. She's confirmed. I no longer suspect her. She has confirmed that she is a white supremacist. So I hope that it helps you uh, uh, understand the way I use it. Uh,
4: let, let me tell you something I just saw today about Bill Clinton. When he was the governor of Arkansas, he made Robert E. Lee's birthday a holiday.
1: Yes, he did. They yes. had a I just
4: found that out today. Yes. So we know what they are. Ain't nothing right. suspect Ain't nothing suspected about them. We know what they are. Right. And you know what? Uh, one, one, and you know, as far as Sister Sarah, I've asked her plenty of times. That she has a lot of wisdom a lot of knowledge. I have talked to her. I'm writing her emails, and she won't do it. <laughs> she won't do it. She won't do it. So if you put the call out there, when you put the call out there, for I followed up with an email sent it to her. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people that want to hear from her.
1: Yes, they do. I I've mean, been getting uh, emails from them. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. So, no, we'll keep asking her until finally she say, because, you know, she wants me to stay on the radio. So, I mean, if you want me to do it, then you, you got to do something, too.
5: <laughs> so,
4: so, uh all right, Scotty. So I'm going to make that donation in a little bit, man. And, uh, All right. I'll double up this month that way I'll keep that promise to myself that I'm helping out your cause, All right, brother. All
1: right. Thank you, brother Ralph, and you be safe behind the enemy lines, bro. Yes sir, you too. All right, that was uh brother Ralph. Um they had an excellent show. Sunday, time for awakening radio, uh, comes on every Sunday at seven o'clock PM Eastern time, which is then followed by political prisoner radio at nine o'clock PM Eastern time. So sister Sarah, if you listening again, I want to repeat it. A lot of people, uh, want to hear from you. And if you are interested in starting your own program, just, I mean, you could just start small, sis. One hour a week. Do a one hour weekly program i will engineer it for you we have time slots open on this particular radio station i will handle all the podcasts i will do all the work all you got to do is just come on and do the view and, and present your views or topics that you want and i'll handle all the technical uh aspects that's why you know certain people that we will subsidize we will subsidize their programming um, again I've had black females ask me why we don't have black more black females part of this network and I told them I'm trying to find the program but see that's all part of the fundraiser is you know we people that we want that we think need a voice and we want to encourage them that is that's your cost is being subsidized by the network okay being subsidized by the Black Talk Media Project so it's not going to cost you I- any money it just costs you time and um so yeah please get in touch with me uh if you're interested in that I'm still looking to hear from the other two uh sisters um that um had expressed interest in in starting a program on the network so um perhaps you know i'll hear from them this week and um but yeah we 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 want y'all sisters to be part of this network we're not trying to make this a male dominated black male dominated platform no we want to hear from you sisters because you know y'all can see things from a different perspective that we may you know may not be taking things into account as males you know not using that as an excuse for us to be ignorant about gender issues particularly when it's affecting our black um um you know women uh but sometimes y'all may see it from a perspective that you know we don't see it from so we definitely looking to hear from the women um again on the marriage equality thing again i understand and i do share the concern about the promotion of homosexuality in our community, because we can just look at the white community now see i got I'm two minds about this I ain't got a problem with white people practicing homosexual homosexuality. you know why? Because that will lead to less white supremacists being born. That's the way I look at it. You know what I'm saying in terms of biological warfare, they're doing biological warfare on themselves. Now I know that might seem like a callous cold way to look at it, but I'm trying to think like a white supremacist because, you know, I feel like, you know, you gotta think like a white supremacist to be the white supremacist. So if less, if less, uh, racist suspects being born, I see that as a good thing, you know what I'm saying? Because then, you know, they won't grow up to be white supremacists in this white supremacist society. And there have been statistics that have shown that for the first time in history, uh white people's deaths outnumber white people's births. So, if you look at it in terms of biological warfare, then you will wholeheartedly support same-sex marriage among white people. Again, I'm looking at it in terms of warfare. I I do not hate white people. I do hate white supremacists. But that's another way of looking at it, isn't it? Biological warfare. Now, in terms of, as as one brother put it, um, on Facebook, let me pull up um, what he had to say. Uh, about the uh marriage equality because I was saying that I feel like in terms of who's handing out marriage certificates to who we ain't got no control over that and so you know uh it, it makes no sense for us to spend any time or resources trying to reverse that that's not going to happen we don't control it we don't control it you know we don't have a loud enough political voice we don't have enough people contributing money to get lobbyists and we not playing no game of politics or I shouldn't call it a game. We are not engaging in the people activity area of politics like these other people do. So therefore, you know, our we are not as as effective in that area of people activity. So I just say, let's focus on ending slavery. Let's focus on racism and white supremacy. We know we're being gunned down in these streets. we being all kind of manner. Of let's focus on that. Let them white folks do what them white folks going to do. Let them white folks fight with each other about that, okay? now when we in terms of us teaching our children in our households in in teaching our children in our community about homosexuality that is totally within your rights that is totally within your rights you should be talking to your children about that sort of activity okay but again in terms of white people um, in in same sex marriage I ain't got a problem with it I want more white no I ain't gonna say that I'm not going to say that. Let me stay codified. All right. So I need to take a station identification break. Uh Tando radio show will be coming on air just to remind you, um, you know, he has been reporting over the past several weeks about the greek uh the greece banking crisis and what's been going on there and its ability to possibly impact the global economy and it could impact you know uh uh different currencies like the euro like the american dollar and it can affect you even though you may not see it you know and so he's trying to help you see and that's why he talks a lot about you know the first divers- diversifying Your savings and not just, you know, putting all your savings into the American dollar, the greenback, which ain't worth pretty much nothing but monopoly money and all of your savings is in monopoly money and you got it stuck in a bank that at any day could shut his doors and, and then tell you, well, you can't take out but $20 a day or $50 a day or, you know, you can't have your money when you want it. You know what I'm saying? And he talks about investing in, in precious metals. That's where you should be putting your retirement fund into and not the dollar, not, you know, uh, Slavery! Damn it, I got to bring that up. Stop, stop investing in the Vanguard Group. Stop in, investing in the GEO Group, the Coration Corporations of America, because then you are, you not only helping to enslave other people, but damn it, you know, you directly profiting from it. So stop it. Just stop it. So make sure y'all stay tuned to Tando Radio Show coming up at six o'clock as they talk about um, the uh recent no vote uh, from a referendum that the Greek, Greek voters voted on and what it means. And I'm not even going to pretend like I got a, uh, um, like I got a good grasp of these money related issues. No, I, I'll leave that to others. I'll leave that to others and I will defer to people like David Wren on Tando Radio Show. All right. I'm going to take a station identification, a music break. Man, I got to pump that, um, I got to pump that, uh, burn and bury. The Burn and Berry Project by John Sims is still ongoing. And, but I love this track, man. I love the video even more because it is using audio and video, um, to engage in counter racist propaganda. And, um, so yeah, it's about burning that flag and, and he, he says some things that just make so much logical sense to me that if you can't deal with the symbols that you do see, how you gonna deal with The things that you can't see that those symbols represent. How you hope to, if you can't pull the racist flag down, how you gonna pull the racist out of the Capitol House building? It makes logical sense. Y'all be able to hear it, but we're gonna take a station identification break and a message music break. You're listening to Black Talk Radio News, part of the Black Talk Radio Network, broadcasting Monday through Friday at 4 o'clock PM Eastern time stay tuned we will be back on the other side of this uh, short break this
2: is Ron
3: Hayes with Hood News and you're listening to the Black Talk Radio Network stay tuned
2: From a failed reconstruction, a compromised civil rights movement, a thwarted black power movement, to silence affirmative action, and countless lynchings, occurrences of police brutality, and instances of injustice all in between, we see the consistent resistance to social respect and justice haunted times, where race and blackness are debated and presented like magic, tricking our best minds to think that we are in post-black racial fantasies. We are in war times, where racial deflection and white supremacy and privilege are all on one side, and black poverty and mass incarceration and double important signifiers that mark the social cultural and historical space while some may believe the Confederate flag is about heritage and not hate the reality speaks otherwise this flag can never represent the rich diversity and dynamic heritage of southern folk where the african-american experience has played a central role and to This flag is not only passive aggressive and disrespectful, but it promotes visual terrorism. And if black people and sympathetic others are not in constant resistance and protest of such symbols, then we run the risk of sending the wrong signal that everything is fine and we don't matter. So we protest. issue of the Confederate flag, something that we can see and touch. How can we, as a nation, process the complex things that we cannot see? If there are cemeteries for Confederate soldiers, then where are the national monuments to the victims and descendants of African slaves who built the economic legacy that this country sits on? What does that say about our country? what can be made of the fact that in World War II, Nazi soldier prisoners were often treated better than African-American soldiers by white American soldiers. The Confederate flag flying, the Ferguson's, the Eric Gardner's, and the cases like Baltimore are powerful examples that show there is consistent lack of respect for black people. And when there is no respect, no justice and then no peace Burn! And bear-
1: to the Black Talk Radio Network for live programming schedules visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com Welcome back to Black Talk Radio News again you know I just if you haven't seen that video burn and Barry, uh John Sims project you need to check it out the visual is just so strong you know and it, it is a perfect example of engaging encounter terrorism using visuals cause that's from him I learned that term visual terrorism although I seen where other people have used it as well to describe what that flag is doing it, you know uh, if you haven't seen the picture that I posted on the promo for today of this flag this one racist white supremacist man he is so intent on practicing visual terrorism that he's ready to slap it on the side to slap that flag on the side of a mountain now that's his right if it's his private property that he paying taxes on that's his right to practice visual terrorism okay um, so that's an issue for that local community to deal with but in terms of these state house ground you know black people paying taxes on stuff that is very incorrect that is very incorrect and if we can't challenge that then if we can't even challenge these symbols and pull down these monuments that we paying for that we paying to maintain these visual uh uh Representations of terrorism, white supremacist terrorism. Then don't think then you know that you can convince me that we can then overcome or overthrow or you know destroy racism and white supremacy because you can't even get the flag down, man. So you know, I'm not convinced that you can do anything else in terms of combating white terrorism in this country. So anyway. Uh this is that story that I was talking about. Uh let me see. I think it has a video. I'll try to play the video. Um uh, but it's happening in uh let me see how I can pronounce this. Sacqua Sakwa, Sakwa Sakwache County, Tennessee. Uh this former mayor says the Confederate flag is under attack. So let me play this video. It might start up a ad. I'll just mute it if it does. Yeah, it's going to play an ad. Let me mute that right quick. Um But he's saying that um Carson Camp, former Dunlap mayor, says the Confederate flag is under attack. It's wrong on all reasons. Okay, here it goes. It's, it's starting to play now. Hold up. Let me pause this and unmute it so y'all can hear this report that is coming to you from wrcbtv.com. Alright, this one to act stupid now. Man, I'll tell you something. Now this- you can have fun at
5: Lake Winnie. Help a great cause and get a great deal.
1: Any- yeah, let's, uh, let it roll. Let this, uh, video roll. Just a few seconds long, then we could get the report.
5: A lot of fun.
6: Channel 3 Iowa News reporter Josh Rodman introduces us to Carson Camp. It's wrong on all reasons of, uh, it's just insanity. I equal it to ISIS trying to remove all the Christian symbols over in, uh, in, in Iraq. Carson Camp, former Dunlap mayor, says the Confederate flag is under attack. He fears it won't be in stores or in public places much longer. So he has a plan to put the flag on top of Fredonia Mountain for everyone to see i going to take that side of that mountain over there and build a 500-feet-long by 300-foot-long Confederate battle flag. The flag, which will nearly stretch two football fields, will be built with local materials by Camp's neighbors. Uh, we're going to lay it out of mountain stone. We're going to remove the trees and uh, and just put it up there where everybody can get a chance to see it. Camp says he knows not everyone will approve. They're not going to make me take that down because it's going to be on my property. A piece of history that Camp says isn't a symbol of racism. I take it a slap in the face that they're using cultural um, Ebola to stigmatize a flag and remove all vestiges of uh, the Confederacy. Camp has the backing of this community.
1: I support his decision
5: to put it up there and I applaud his efforts.
6: Chattanooga NAACP President Eleanor Woods says a lot of hate is associated with the flag. She says it's best kept in museums, but wishes those on both sides of the debate could reach common ground.
2: What would Jesus do? We're going to continue to pray for our country, we're going to continue to pray
4: for all of those uh, that are for and against this plan, that
2: God will speak to their hearts and that change will come over
6: them. Camp says his plan is in stone and will soon get underway and we're going to start arranging them just like building a a rock mosaic wall on the side of that mountain
1: all right so um you just heard from that ignorant racist white supremacist and when i say ignorant he's not ignorant about his practice of racism and and white supremacy but he's just ignorant period you know, he's just ignorant. Peer. He practicing a lot of deception. You know, that, that, to even compare a terrorist organization like ISIL, which is supported, by the way, by the United States government. So he's ignorant about that and talking about them destroying, um, Christian symbols. Look, they destroying, from what I've heard, they're destroying all kind of historic artifacts. The Taliban was doing that when they, you know, destroyed those, uh, big giant statues. Uh, ancient statues of Buddha that was carved inside of a mountain. So they, they just, I don't, I, I suspect those are white people just destroying non-white people's history. Cause they, you know, that, that's what I happen to think. You know, so I sealed they even say, you know, try to compare this, us pulling down their terrorist symbols to us practicing terrorism. See how, see how these white supremacists practice deception. There is no comparison whatsoever. If there is any comparison it is ISIL raising their flag to the white supremacists raising his flag. Now there is a accurate comparison. They're both terrorist organizations with a terrorist flag that represents them. I don't know how this man uh was able to buy a whole mountain. I'm sure you know he stole it from somebody. Like everything else in this country was stolen and built with stolen labor but again you can't ask i I heard i was listening to a, a clip of mr fuller was on this radio program so i listened to about 40 minutes of it and mr fuller said to ask the people that put the confederate flag up there what it means well people like that white supremacist we just heard don't ask them because they not going to be honest with you. They are not going to engage in truthful language. They're going to lie. They're going to practice deception. So you're wasting your time asking white supremacists why he just told you that he was going to put it up there because of heritage and all this and that. Well, what is that heritage? Practicing racism, white supremacy, of course. And they know that. So, but why not just come straight out and say that? That this is promoting racism and white supremacy and my belief that white people are superior over the mongrel herds of non-white people because he knows that that's not acceptable language so they engage in deception and talk about heritage well you got to know what that heritage is so you can ask a white person and then when you ask a white person then you got because we suspect all white people are practicing racism until they show us different then you have to analyze what they are saying and if they're being truthful you have to analyze their actions and if their actions support justice or their actions support white supremacy so this white person by the name of william McNeil. Um, he wrote an open letter that was published in news.leader.com letter. Southern heritage also includes legacy of segregation and racism. And I'm just going to share a brief portion of what he had to say. Today, we debate the Confederate flag, the symbol of a government based on slavery. The Southern way of life was based on slavery. Stakes seceded to maintain legal slavery. Robert E. Lee broke his oath to protect and defend the United States of America to lead an armed rebellion. Thousands lost their lives defending the institution of slavery. Why do we honor treason in the defense of slavery? Southern heritage also includes a century of racism and segregation, colored in white water fountains, Jim Crow laws, separate schools for blacks and bathrooms for whites only, that is the legacy of the Confederate States of America and the beliefs represented by that flag. Again, that was a white person, William McNeil, uh, who, uh, wrote that letter. I'm going to share it once again on our Facebook page, Black Talk Radio Network. Let me see if I, if Facebook will allow me to share it with you right quick so that uh you can read his letter in its entirety all right so uh yes that has been posted there if you want to check it out i would say that that was a white person engaging in, in in truthful dialogue and telling you uh what white people think what they really think about that flag and what it symbolizes i had another white person comment on my facebook page she says that I know for a fact that the people I've run into in Kansas who bear slash defend that flag are racist, and I'm learning there are a lot of them. It breaks my heart. I don't understand these kind of people. So that's a white person who lives around other white people who who bear and defend that flag, and she knows for a fact that they are racist. So we don't need white supremacists. We don't need to ask white supremacists anything because they lie all the time. We shouldn't expect them to engage in truth. That's an oxymoron when it comes to a white supremacist. So I would say ask white people about other white people or ask the victims who have suffered under that flag. Of terrorism related to that flag ask us who live down here in the south whose ancestors have been battling these racist white supremacists for hundreds of years well i would say you know that flag going back to what over 150 years we've been dealing with people bearing that flag we know what it means we don't need anybody to tell us or to say it's a distraction because it's not a distraction We don't think that we should be made to pay for these things with our tax dollars, especially when there is not a monument on these taxpayer-funded properties to the victims of slavery, like you heard John Sims talking about. And to me, that wouldn't even be a compromise. Just because you want to throw up a monument to enslaved Africans while still promoting white supremacy, no, I'm not accepting that. We have our own land that we can put monuments to African, enslaved Africans and remembering the victims. We can maintain our own stuff. Just as I have asked these white supremacists on social media, what is the matter? Do you not own any land? Are you a bunch of landless peasants that you don't have any land to put these monuments on where then you can go anytime you want to and and, you know, Make it a family outing and y'all can worship at the altar of white supremacy on your own damn land. Pay for with your own tax dollars. So. Now, we are seeing in relation to that a lot of resistance. Um, I I love this. I love whoever is doing it. But we don't know. We can't say that it's black people doing it. We can't say it's white people doing it. But I do suspect it's younger people doing it who are going around painting Black Lives Matter on these statues of these white supremacist murderers and, and, and calling them murderers, painting that on the monuments. I love that. I love that. And it happened again here in North Carolina. I had reported of how it had occurred in Boston on the monument to Christopher Columbus which I said to those Bostonians where's your monument to Crispus the one that the black man the formerly enslaved African who ran away got his freedom became a sailor and sailed in and out of the Boston Harbor where's his monument he's credited as being the first casualty of the American Revolutionary War where's his monument Christopher Columbus never even set foot on the North American continent Christopher Columbus did not discover a damn thing as it was people already populating this earth, wherever these white supremacists went. People are already there, so how can you correctly say you discovered a damn thing? We know that African sailors plot had long reached these shores. That's why you had melanated people all over this place pushed off from the southern tip of Africa which has a current that will take you straight to Brazil, which you can shell, sell up the coast of Brazil, which is in South America and get to the rest of the uh, other continents known as the Americas. Africans did that. There, there is a book and some lectures you can find on YouTube. They came before Columbus. So it is just so incorrect on every level for Christopher Columbus to be honored plus you know he was a pedophile he used to rape them little kids and he gave them you know gave each one of his commanders a little kid to rape you know nobody else got to rape only you get to rape this little child so you know and you got a monument to this this person and somebody wrote Black Lives Matter spray painted it on there and throw blood on Christopher Columbus so now it's happening in North Carolina at the um, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I'll just uh, see if I can cue this up for you and let you listen to this report. It's only about a couple of minutes long. The
6: UNC Chapel Hill community woke up to a case of vandalism at a well-known monument on campus. The Civil War Memorial known as Silent Sam was the target. WRA's Lila Santiago explains how this act of vandalism is now sparking debate on campus.
0: He's known as Silent Sam, a long-standing monument at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. For some, this is a meeting place. Others walk right by and never even take note.
6: I never pay attention to it.
0: Sunday morning, it became a stopping point for many. I am excited that there are students or community members that that feel the same way that I do. Spray-painted on the statue, Black Lives Matter, Murderer, KKK. According to the university, the monument was erected in 1913. Take a a look at the writing, and it says it was erected under the auspices of the North Carolina Division of the United Daughters of the Confederacy, aided by the alumni of the University of North Carolina.
3: Um, I definitely would like, um, one, for people to understand who this
6: guy was, more, and then two, for the statue to be removed.
0: What do you make of that?
6: What do I make of that? I certainly don't endorse people doing graffiti in any capacity because it's defacing public property which is illegal, but I suppose I can appreciate that people are frustrated by a statue that's commemorating something related to the
0: Confederacy. The university released a statement saying in part, Carolina is working hard to ensure we have a thoughtful, respectful and inclusive dialogue on the issue. We welcome all points of view, but damaging or defacing statues is not the way to go about it.
6: So, so we send emails and we write letters and sometimes those emails are ignored. Sometimes those letters aren't opened. And so this is a statement.
0: A statement from someone using Silent Sam to speak out. In Chapel Hill, Layla Santiago, WRAL News.
1: All right. So, uh, Silent Sam is not really representing a specific racist white supremacist, but the a group of white supremacists who either attended the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and they um, you know, decided that they was gonna go off and fight to maintain slavery. Now I don't know if these was pole white trash as as you know they have often been referred to by the rich Wealthy white people who was really benefiting from slavery, but y'all know from my study in my own area I've talked about on this program, the majority of white people didn't own slave and uh, did not enslave. I gotta watch my language, did not enslave Africans in this county. It was only about 300 of them that was enslaving Africans out of about 13,000. But so why did, you know, over a thousand of them decided that they was going to take up arms to defend the institution of slavery because they had a dream that one day they too could enslave Africans and then they could rape children and and force people to work and beat black men any time he got ready, and you know just all kind of foul uh crimes against humanity. They just had that dream so that so three hundred and twenty one Alumni of North Carolina, uh, Chapel Hill was, um lost their lives in the American Civil War. And I hope they perished under the most painful circumstances possible. I hope that one of them black union soldiers took a bayonet and shoved it up his white supremacist behind. Okay, I, I just really, I, and, and, and then just open up their bellies and let their guts spill out all over the ground and left them to writhe in pain and, and just die a slow, painful death. I hope every last single one of them, you know, suffered tremendously. And I, and I, and I mean that when I say it, I'm not just saying it to be saying it. I hope they met the worst death possible. All right. So now you think about this one thing i noted they said it was erected in 1913 that is also when they started erecting all of these statues to confederate soldiers across the south and putting them on courthouses and putting them at public other public property and whatnot around the same time 1913 1913 around the early 1900s when the the sons and daughters of the confederacy struck out to engage in visceral t- visual terrorism against black people by putting up these statues in defiance of any kind of notion of equal opportunity or equal you know jurisprudence under the law none of, that was them saying hell no hell no now you heard that guy that white that white dude you know say he can appreciate them doing that but he doesn't agree with you know defacing or vandalizing or putting graffiti on public property you know things so he noted that it is public property although north carolina chapel hills are private i don't think they get public money i may be incorrect yeah they do they actually do get uh uh public money but again how much more incorrect is it for you to be maintaining symbols of racism white supremacy the enslavement of Africans which includes all kind of manner of foul crimes against them how correct is it to honor people like that now, I mean people won't say oh they were noble and this and that well damn somebody could say the same thing about the Nazis damn it you know Hitler was noble in his effort to exterminate Jews. I mean, come on y'all, let's use logic. let's use not so common sense that's not you You can't make a logical argument when you compare it to what white people have accepted as incorrect behavior towards Jews or the victims of the Nazi regime, but somehow that doesn't apply when the victims that same logic doesn't seem to apply. When it comes to the victims, the non-white victims who far outnumber any Jews, any gypsies, any communists that suffered under the Nazi regime, the number of black people and other melanated people have suffered under white supremacy, man, what they suffered under the Nazis is a drop in a bucket to our death totals. To our genocide. So, you know, and and again, you know, some of them same Jews though fought for the Confederacy as well. So maybe that's why they ain't raising their voices when it comes to their money supporting these things. Which kind of brings me into the next story after I take a station identification break about this renewed focus on school buildings that millions of children. Black and white and every color in between are forced to attend schools named after vile, racist, white supremacists, pedophiles, murderers. I mean, if you was enslaving somebody, you know that that is that is not your only crime. It is what you was doing to them people as well. We got to remember pedophilia homosexuality having sex with little boys using the babies as alligator bait to capture alligators snatching their children breaking up families just all kind of manner of evil how i mean come on man would you erect a monument to let's say uh, who Who can i think of that's killed a lot of white people Would you, you know, 50 years from now, would it be okay if somebody erected a monument to to James Holmes, to the Columbine shooters? You know, hey, there's an ideal. Why not name the Columbine school after the terrorists that shot it up? That's an ideal. I wonder how many people would support that. So, again use logic use logic these people practice deception a lot so ask these questions ask them questions would you support a monument to anyone who has killed a whole lot of white people would you support a monument of, of taxpayer funds to set up a monument to sitting bull would you support a monument to Ned Turner would you support a monument to Gabriel Prosser You know, they kill white people and and they kill vile, racist, white supremacist enslavers. If anybody should be honored, it should be them. But I digress. I digress. You're listening to Black Talk Radio News, broadcasting every Monday through Friday right here on the Black Talk Radio Network. Stay tuned. We will be right back after these messages. If you live in Houston, Texas, you are invited to the Sundiata Acoli Shaka Sankofa Community Garden on the first Saturday of the month up until September to learn gardening skills from the head gardener and build together with the community. They are looking for people to come out ready to work and get their hands dirty. You do not have to have any experience in gardening. All food grown from the garden is available to the community. The garden was named after Sundiata Akoli, who is a political prisoner that has been enslaved for more than 40 years, and comrade in struggle, Shaka Sankofa, who was killed June 22nd in 2000. Sundiata, when asked what we can do in support of the political prisoner, said, Build a garden we must be able to do for self in the name of self-determination. The garden is located at 2428 Sophomore in Houston, Texas. Again, come out on the first of every month starting around 7 o'clock a.m. If you have an event that is free and open to the public and want to announce it on Black Talk Radio, Send an email to admin at blacktalkradio.net. The Liberated Minds Black Homeschooling Education Expo kicks off on July 17th through the 19th in Atlanta, Georgia. The Liberated Minds Black Homeschooling Education Expo was established in 2012 by Rooster Fruits and the Liberated Minds Black Homeschooling Education Association for the strong purpose of providing quality culturally based resources, educational training, and support to black African homeschooling, non-homeschooling parents, and educators alike. Thank <laughs> you. This work is to assist in the cultivation of excellence and empowerment of our black children. The Expo also provides a thriving outlet and platform for small black independent businesses that specialize in retailing and or creating culturally conscious products and or services for the development of our youth. For more information on the Liberated Minds Black Homeschool and Education Expo that will be occurring during the weekend of July 17th through the 19th in Atlanta, go to liberated
3: that individuals do not create rebellions, conditions do, until they begin to address themselves to those conditions, rebellions will continue and they will escalate, they will escalate. Sometimes the question has been raised about why black men fight and have fought for this country. It is the black man's implacable will to be free that makes him fight for this country. And it is that same will that will make him fight this country. Fight this country. Fight this country. I want to address myself now to problems as they exist in the black community across America. And America cannot be considered as a stable and just society. But no stable and just society can mount a successful offensive against black youth who break a window and at the same time plead that it is powerless to protect black youth who are being murdered because they seek to make American democracy a reality, reality, reality. Church is bombed or burnt, that is violence in our streets. Each time a black body is found in the swamps of Mississippi and Alabama, that is violence in our land. Each time black white right workers cannot be protected by the government, that is anarchy. Each time a police officer shoots and kills a black teenager, that is urban crime. You see, we recognize America for what it is, the Fourth Reich and we tell america to be on notice because if you are going to play Nazis, black folks ain't going to play Jews. Ain't going to play
0: Jews.
1: Unfortunately, black folks ain't playing Jews in terms of self-respect when it comes to these monuments. Again, I'm not picking on on black people cause What's the name of the school I went to? East Gaston. So it we wasn't named after a racist white supremacist. I right. uh, went to a school in Detroit called Winterhalter. It was named after a admiral in the United States Navy, Winterhalter Junior High, when I was in Detroit. So I'm trying to think if I've ever went to a school that was named after a racist white supremacist. And I suspect that many of the parents and possibly even the teachers don't even know Who these people are that these buildings are named after because it just never occurred to them to look it up. It just never occurred to them. And again, I suspect, again, that there was a time period when there was just a wave of this sort of activity because white people practicing terrorism just wanted to continue to practice terrorism in every way possible, visually, you know, emotionally, mentally, just in every single area of people activity they can. So, uh, I suspect when they started throwing up these monuments, they also started renaming schools after these, these terrorists and whatnot. But, you know, I play that clip about, uh, H-Rap Brown, um, who also, who is now known by, uh, Jamil Alameen. Um, he is a current political prisoner of war but he used to be a SNCC member of the student Nonviolent coordinating committee group of students Uh, also later became a Black Panther Party member and a very outspoken very intelligent brother he was engaged in propaganda media right there telling white folks that we just not going to be standing around and letting y'all gun us down that we going to practice self-defense armed self-defense Unfortunately, like somebody pointed out to me, a lot of black people do want to play Jews in, in the fact that they want to allow themselves to be disarmed because President Obama or Hal Sharpton or some other uh, tool that's being used by white supremacists to promote gun control to us. We ain't the ones that, that got the problem with the guns. It's the ones, the other people that got the problems with the guns that want to run up in churches and gun down people. Those are the people with the, gun, the problem with the guns. Our problem is we don't control enough guns, but it seems many of us, we want to play Jews as somebody pointed out to me. I didn't get what they were saying right away, but it then clicked later that's what he's saying Scotty he's saying black folks is playing Jews we allowing them to put us in labor camps that we call prison plantations or they call prisons or correctional facilities or detention facilities No, those those are labor camps those are concentration camps those are neo slave plantations and we allowing ourselves to be put in those places we are allowing ourselves to be disarmed just like the Jews of Germany and everybody else that became a victim of the Nazis. They outlawed guns, private gun ownership, and that just made their job that much easier to go out and round people up. Very, very with very, very minimal resistance. So, you know, um, it just, uh, I mean, I feel ashamed. I feel ashamed right now that we are playing Jews. Now where we're not acting like Jews is we're not engaging in the same sort of self-respect that Jews engage in because Jews would never allow, they would never allow a monument to be erected to Adolf Hitler or Hermann Goering or Joseph Goebbels or or Mengele or you know just name a Nazi name a Nazi they would never tolerate that they would never tolerate their tax dollars a portion of their tax dollars going to pay for and maintain public property they have symbols to people who put them in the easy bake ovens they would never allow that. they would never stand for that and the mainstream media would in unison be condemning it cause most mainstream media, y'all can call it racist if you want to, but come on, let's just be real. Most mainstream media is controlled by people who call them, classify themselves as Jews. They would not know, man. They'd be using a propaganda media to tell everyone how incorrect it is to erect a monument to Nazis in 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 America, or in Germany, or anywhere, they would not tolerate that. In fact, they still hunting down Nazis, while we allowing, you know, white supremacists who have committed heinous crimes against us. We allow them to live in peace in their old age. I think they should be hunted down just the same way these Nazis is hunting. These Nazis are being hunted down by these Jews. So in terms of self-respect, I had to say that a lot of us are not practicing black self-respect when we're allowing our children to go to these schools, and we are not in in uniting and building coalitions to rename these schools after victims of these people. Or at least people who haven't committed crimes against humanity. You know, why name it after anybody? Just give it a name. Name it after your town. If your town ain't named after a racist white supremacist. So, you know, um, there is a renewed focus on that. I linked to an article on Huffington Post. Um, Max Partis, again, abolitionist, member of the Black Talk Radio Network broadcast family. He asked the question, you know, would Jews imagine Jews going to school schools named after nazis i can't imagine that max i just can't imagine that jews would tolerate that but it says all across the country this article from the huffington post that says thousands of black students attend schools honoring racist leaders all across the country young african-american students attend schools that pay homage to those who fought to keep their people enslaved following last month's racially charged shooting at a historically black Church in Charleston, South Carolina there have been renewed calls to limit the display of the Confederate flag and rename public spaces named for Confederate leaders. At least 189 public schools around the country have names that memorialize Confederate soldiers, leaders, or politicians according to a Huffington Post analysis of National Center for Education Statistics data from the 2012, 2013, and 2013 13, 2014 school years. Again, these are not just on, um, I'm going to end the article there. Um, these are not just elementary schools. These are not just high schools, but they are also buildings that are on some of the major campuses. How much money do you think UNC Chapel Hill brings on the backs of their black student-athletes? I would say they probably 75% of their revenue is derived from black people paying sports playing football and playing basketball all right so uh, they are giving far more money to that university they are bringing in far more money to that university than any of the alumni that set up these white supremacist monuments on those campus that's incorrect and those students to exercise their economic power and say that if you don't remove these symbols, well, we are not going to play basketball anymore. We're not going to play football anymore. We're not going to play baseball anymore. And we're not going to bring in billions of dollars into these institutions that are honoring racist white supremacists. Do you know how damn fast those buildings will be renamed and those monuments will be torn down if black athletes alone unified around this issue huh they would be down overnight it wouldn't take weeks it wouldn't take months they would be pulled down immediately because damn it we can't let these monuments stop all of these all this money that we're making off of these black bodies who for you know we know they ain't even paying those athletes in college so again there's another reason why black people need to exercise self-respect and stop making money for these racists that are mistreating you on their campuses um let me see i was just checking the email we don't have any email commentary i just got an email from brother dave i'm sorry Brother Dave had an unexpected emergency come up. He needs to go pick up his, his son. It's going to take him two hours to even get there. So I hope your son is okay. Brother Dave, handle that. Uh, family always comes first. So handle your business, brother. And, uh, don't worry about doing your program today. All right. So Tando Radio Show will not be on air today. Um, uh, but I would, I will be talking to brother Dave and working with, um, some of the other people that call into that program that might want to, um, be co host of that program or fill in host so that when brother Dave has an emergency come up, up you can step right in. so, uh, get at me admin at black talk network.com. If you are a member of the RDP group, uh, RDP, um, that is the, uh, group that they have for, uh, preparedness, preparedness, being prepared for emergencies and things of that nature. And, uh, so yeah, y- you know who you are. All right. So I need to get with you to provide you with some training so that you can fill in when brother Dave, uh, has an emergency come up or he isn't able to do his, his program. All right. So I'm going to have to take down that promo. All right. So, uh, let me see. Is there anything that I have forgotten? to cover but yeah i support i support these kids uh i don't mean to call them kids because that means goats uh but that's what you call a baby goat but that's something we've been using in the south so you know let me correct my language our young people our young students and and you know activists out there i wholeheartedly support you defacing the monuments of these white supremacists if they want to clean them up dirty them right back up Don't get caught, though. Be be slick in your activities and your counter-racist activities because we don't want to have to, you know, bail you out of jail or something. Even though in North Carolina, that's a class one misdemeanor because I looked it up to see how much time I would be facing if I climbed that. That monument in front of the Gaston County Courthouse and took a sledgehammer and knocked the block off of that Confederate soldier, uh, how much time was I gonna be looking at if I couldn't get a jury to find me not guilty, uh, based on my legal ar- ar- argument that it is incorrect for these tax dollars to be supporting terrorism and to be, you know, promoting terrorism and, and racism. And so if I couldn't find a jury, at least one person on the jury, to say not guilty and give me a hung trial which would keep me out of jail Um, you know then I must be prepared to do six months to a year because it was two monuments that I was going to target but I can't target them because right now we don't have the personnel in place to ensure that um our propaganda media operations will continue if I got locked up for six months to a year in jail and so you know people told me they understand why I want to get back in the trenches and, and fight against racism, white supremacy, instead of fighting for the spread of racism, white supremacy, as I did when I was in the United States Army. But that I'm my talents and, and things are needed elsewhere. And so they presented a logical argument to me, so I'm not going to do it. But let I will tell any person out there thinking about doing it, I wholeheartedly support that behavior. I certainly do. Because they are the ones that's incorrect. It is not you that is incorrect. So every time they spend money to go clean it up, you can then go get you another spray uh, spray paint can and go, you know, graffiti that buddy down. Make sure you use accurate language like murderers, pedophiles, terrorists, racists, enslavers, and yeah, point them out. Point them out. Use that that kind of language, cause you can't expect uh, these white people to do the correct thing unless you make them do the correct thing. All right. So anyway, I think that's great uh, propaganda activity, anti-racism activity. It is constructive uh, in the wider war. You know that isn't going to end racism, white supremacy. We know that it's not going to bring it to an end. But it may bring that white supremacist statue down and so, you know, black people on that campus don't have to be forced to, uh, endure this indignity of their tuition, of their, the monies generated off of their playing sports going towards supporting these monuments. Yeah. Engage in it. Feel free. If you get locked up, start a fundraising campaign. We'll bail you out. All right. We will donate, get you some attorneys and whatnot, but try not to get caught. Try not to get caught. Uh, Learn how to move discreetly behind these enemy lines. So anyway, that's my program. I do not see that we have any more callers with any more questions. Uh, We don't have any emails that I need to address. Um, But I do have a last bit of news of South Carolina legislature. Has voted to remove the terrorist flag from the state house grounds. I don't have the details. I haven't had an opportunity to read the article, but it is going out across uh, the Google news feed. I think Max Parthis also shared the article on New Abolitionist Radio's Facebook page. Alright, I will again remind you Tando Radio Show will not be on air today, but immediately following this program, we will return you to some of our pre-recorded uh, programming right here on the Black Talk Radio Network. Um, if you think that what we are doing is constructive, if you think it is needed, if you think black people should be creating their own independent black media networks, then by all means, please make a financial donation. Um, Recognize the fact that you live behind enemy lines. There are casualties every day. I guess before I can close out, I should look at the casualty reports of net. And thus far, let's see, we had a male. I think this is a non-white male. I'm not sure. They're not sure. A male was killed yesterday in New Jersey. A male was killed yesterday in California. A male, a white male in his late twenties was killed also in Texas yesterday. Um two white males in Texas got killed, uh, yesterday. Uh, let me see. July 4th, a male in Tennessee, a male in Nevada. I think that, no, what's NV? Nevada? Is that Nevada? Yeah. A uh, male in Oklahoma on July the 4th, another male in California, Latino male in California, July the 4th, a black male, in virginia on july the 4th another male oscar camacho i don't know if he is a a white latino or a non-white latino or hispanic i don't know but he was killed in new jersey on july the 4th so those past two days brings the total of people killed by police to 574 574 far more people than that has been killed in this country by so-called islamist terrorists by so-called uh well not so called but white supremacist terrorists combined we can put them two groups combined and they haven't killed as many people as these police have killed all right so 574 is the current casualty count in 2015 of people killed by police so recognize the fact that you live behind enemy lines you can get gunned down at any time by a white supremacist or a police officer working as a white supremacist or a proxy uh tool of racism so learn how to engage the enemy learn situational circumstances you know and how to engage these people you don't want to be cussing them out you don't want because they have positions of power over you they have a license to kill you so the best thing to do is try to survive that encounter so that you can then uh plan your future acts of counter racism and how you gonna handle them people number one you just need to survive the encounter so we do not encourage antagonizing the police name calling the police uh but we also they do not encourage punking out okay so to speak um there is a way that you can engage in, in in engage these people in a dignified manner, leaving your dignity intact, without antagonizing them. So we ain't saying punk out and say get on your knees and beg the white supremacists or the cop not to kill you, but just be sm- just be intelligent in your interactions. Now, recognize the fact you live behind enemy lines. There's casualties on this battlefield, America, every day. And so, therefore, to avoid becoming a casualty or decrease the likelihood that you will become a casualty, develop battlefield awareness and tactics. And hopefully you can make it to work, make it to school, make it to wherever it is you're going and make it back home safely, because that should be your number one priority, protecting black life. And that includes your own. I will be back on air tomorrow uh, again, four o'clock p.m. Eastern time. I do have a guest. We have a, um, I'm sorry I don't have his name in front of me, but I specifically asked for a black male to come on that is involved with the Liberated uh, Minds Black Homeschool Expo that's coming up here this month on july what july 14th through the 17th i believe july 16th through the 17th anyway he will be on tomorrow to uh discuss um liberated black minds and to promote that expo for black homeschooling and also providing uh additional education resources to those who are not able to homeschool their black children all right that's our program peace and blessings to all this is Scotty Reed signing out from behind these enemy
3: lines.